Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Up ice by Bjorkstrand. He'll hit the line with Chris Russell back. Bjorkstrand dances around him, centers, but into the skates of Redberg, and the Oilers have a two-on-one the other way. Drysaddle to Cassie, and in over the line. Back to Drysaddle. Shoots and scores. Four-nothing Edmonton. Two goals and an assist tonight for the NHL's leading scorer. That is Leon Dreisaitl, now up to 25 points. Two goals and an assist tonight, leading the Edmonton Oilers past the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 826 World Series. Top of the seventh, Washington just hit a solo home run. Astros lead the game 2-1. We will keep you posted. It has been a tight one so far tonight. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. The Oilers get back in the win column. A lot of problems they had in the last two games, Rob, they were able to solve tonight. Well, they had been off to slow starts. They didn't. They got to a good start tonight. Their specialty teams, their power play, especially had struggled as of late. They got one power play goal, a second one right afterwards. Uh, and secondary scoring has been, well, it hasn't been there at all this season. And tonight, Jujar Kerr is a finally breaks free and is the first guy in their bottom six, seven forwards to score a goal. So all the things that hadn't been going well lately went well tonight. This was a game that the Edmonton Oilers were better from the beginning of the game right through the end of the game. They deserved the 4-1 victory. James Neal scored his 11th of the season. Jujar Kara finally on the board. One of those guys who's been stuck with a zero in the goal column for far too long. His first goal since January 16th. Well, I know you think all goals are beautiful, Rob, but I was going to say it wasn't a pretty one, and then I caught myself because I know I upset you whenever I say are that. Are you kidding me? Your first goal in almost a calendar year, it is absolutely gorgeous. It, it, it was a good one, and uh, just pretty simple. I mean, I said to Bob on the face-off show, when these goal droughts go on so long, I mean, look, it's hard to score in the NHL. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible. So, I mean, after a while, you wonder, how is one not bounced in off a skate, a butt? You know, Shane scored one off his head in the in the preseason. Well, Bob said, you got to be around the net to score. And that's how Kara got that one. Yeah, it was a good play. Uh, Kara started the play in his own zone, getting the puck behind his net out of danger to his defense, to the defenseman. And then he just jumped on his horse and, and went flying down the ice. A nice play by Gagne on the boards to keep the play alive. And then Nugent Hopkins sees Kara going to the net, puts the puck on net, shoots it low, makes sure it hits the net, and good things can happen. It bounces around off the chin pad, off the post, and in the net. And all of a sudden, the biggest smile you will see out of Jujar Kara is he finally breaks the goose egg and scores his first of the year. And at that point, a huge goal. It extended the lead and gave the Oilers a 3 nothing. Yeah, Kara gets the goal. He's plus one. He plays 15 and a half minutes, two shots on goal. Also credited 
with five hits. So we're going to make Kara our fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. The three stars picked in the arena today, all by the uh, from the Oilers. James Neal, the third star. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the second star. And Leon Dreisaitl, the first star. Dreisaitl tonight, I mentioned the three points. He's plus two, plays 20-48. Had a bit of a rough night in the faceoff circle, went 4 for 11, but he's usually leaned on quite a bit there. And Dreisaitl is the NHL scoring leader. We have seen Connor McDavid do it a couple times as an oiler. A lot of track left this season, but I think Leon has been the Oilers' best player so far this season. And, and I second that. I, he, he's been great offensively, obviously. He's leading the National Hockey League. He's up near the top. I'm not sure if he's leading the league in goals or not, but he's got to be fairly close at 12. He's a plus player. I think he's plus eight after tonight's game. And then you look at when the coach puts him out there. Every big face-off, it's Leon Dreisaitl. Five on three against. An important part of the game today. They're up three, but they had an extended five on three against. You give up a goal, possibly two there, four going into the third. It could change the game. He's out there. He wins the face-off and then twice gets long clears down and which wasted a bunch of time as well so Leon Dreisettle has been absolutely excellent in during this season and I agree there he could be right now and this is through just 14 games the best player in the National Hockey League through 14 games he has been that good thus far Dreisaitl is tied with David Pasternak for the league leading goals. They both have 12. Howie Kendrick hits a two-run homer in the top of the seventh. Nationals go ahead of the Astros 3-2. One out in the seventh. They are doing their... It is like a Broadway performance in the dugout when the Nationals hit a home run. And I've always wondered this because I see it in football as well. But whenever something cool happens in a game, a touchdown, a home run, something, they all have like... It's a set routine. Like, do they practice? They have to practice. Do they actually practice their sport, or are they just practicing the routine? But seriously, they have to practice that. There's no way that they can come out. Like, some of them, when they got the handshake things, where, like, there's 20 things. They're flip-flopping, banging the head, banging the butt. They obviously have to practice that. But this was... The Houston Astros were winning 2-0, and their pitcher was absolutely cruising along going into the seventh, and they've given up three runs in the seventh. Could it be the first ever... World Series that goes seven games and the home team leaves sad yeah. every night. Well, it's never happened through six that the road teams won every so. game, so it would be uh, it would be amazing if if it happened. Still, still a lot of work to do, but this has been a pretty pretty tense game tonight. We flipped over during the intermissions and have obviously been keeping a close eye on it, so we will keep you updated. The Oilers do win it 4-1 tonight. That means a $100 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. They give 25 bucks for every Oilers goal. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial visit coveredalberta.ca. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text 63630. We will get to uh, your reaction in just a few minutes here. We're going to get a Leon Dreisaitl uh, post-game interview coming up right away. Mike Smith in goal. You know, again, uh, does his job. Wasn't that busy early. He makes 23 of 24 saves. I mean, the Columbus was Columbus was every bit as bad in the first period tonight as the Oilers were mm-hmm. in, in, in their last two games. They had one scoring chance in the first period. He he kept it out and uh, did his job after that. And, and again, the Oilers have had, I guess you know they've had two or three games this year that have been goaltending wins. They and I in my mind the Oilers have not had a goaltending loss. Even when Smith got pulled, oh, he was probably average. They, mm-hmm. I I would not say the Oilers this year 
have had a game where their goaltender was worse than the guy at the other end by a large margin. Yeah. I mean, Crawford had a good game. Mm-hmm. Duel Smith, Howard held Detroit in the third period last night. I mean, the Oilers' goalies have been there every night. There's not been a game where the Oilers have played well and their goalies have played bad. And that's something that we have, have seen a lot of in the past. Uh, he, he was solid. It was a low-event game for Mike Smith as far as having to make saves. But uh, throw in the fact that he played well as a goalie, first goal is all on Mike Smith that the Oilers scored. The James Neal's goal, the Columbus Blue Jackets shorthanded ice the puck and go to change, and, and Neal jumps on the puck, realizes he's got Smith, an open yeah. man, or sorry, Smith. Smith realizes he's got an open man, and he fires the puck from his goal crease all the way up to McDavid on the far blue line. Two seconds later, Neal's going in on a breakaway. So Mike Smith, who was excellent in net, also created the first goal for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-1, the Oilers win. Let's go back to Columbus. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. I thought we had some some chances. Still clean up a few things. Um, but, yeah, a big goal for us there, and... Uh, yeah, you got to continue that. How about that pass from Mike while in the first one? Yeah, that's, uh, that's all time. Uh, I mean, looks the guy off and goes to the middle. It's <laughs> 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 yeah, I've never seen that before, to be honest with you. So uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, yesterday, you guys were talking about how the start just was simply wasn't good enough. It looked like you guys came out guns blazing. Had 26 shot attempts in the first period. Was that the start you guys needed? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've been trailing a lot this season. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's tiring coming, trying to come from behind all the time. So um, it was nice to play with the lead, and, and we got off to a great start. And, um, yeah, it was a big, uh, big game for us. In the most simplistic way, is is it as simple as when you're in the lead, you're able to just focus on your game and play your game? Yeah, you still have to play it the right way, and you, you still have to try and score and create and, and defend. you you got to do all the things that... Um, that you normally do, but um, you know, trying to come from behind is always more exhausting. It's always um, it asks a lot out of you, and and, and uh, to to get the puck at all times. So um, again, as a uh, good win for us. Yesterday, after the game, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was very critical of his own play. Uh, he chipped in big time with two assists today. Just what have you seen from 93 in terms of the chances he's created? Even though sometimes he feels like he's been sneaking. Nuge is perfectly fine. He's he's an amazing hockey player. Um, I know he hasn't scored at the pace that he wants to score or that he is known to score at, but they're going to go in for him, and, and he, he does so many things uh, that you just can't can't teach and that he, um, you know, he thinks the game... Uh, at a level that uh, is, is above uh, most most others, so um, the goals the goals will come for him. Well, Nugent Hopkins with two assists tonight. One of them a great setup to Drysital for his first goal of the game that made it two nothing Oilers in the first. Well, it's just a, a young man with very high hockey IQ. Uh, you know, the puck comes out from behind the net. He gets a shot on net. He gets his own rebound. He's got a man on him. He sees the goalie in front of him. He has no idea where Dreisaitl is, but he puts the puck where he knows he should be. And he just slides it through the defenseman's legs, and Dreisaitl just comes in and walks walks into a wide-open net one-timer. So uh, a nice play by Nugent Hopkins there. Uh, again, I'm sure if you ask him, and he talked about it the other night, he'd love to be producing more offensively. Uh, but he, as long as he continues to play the way he is, Things are going to start rolling for him. And as Leon Dreisaitl says, there's no 
worry in the dressing room about RNH. They know what he's capable of doing, and, and tonight is a, a good step forward for him getting back on track offensively. So the Oilers improved to 9-4-1 and on the season. It is the fourth time in team history they have won nine games in the month of October. They have never got to 10. In 81-82, they were 9-4. and In 83-84, they were 9-2-1. and and in 01 and uh, or sorry in 0102 they were 94 and 1 so they get back in the win column big picture and you know rob I, i'm i'm much more of a standings watcher than you are even even earlier in the season but I, but i will say this the Oilers started 7-1. and one. Great. Obviously, you're not going to play at a 70-win pace for, for the whole season. So what's going to happen when it gets bad? What will the slumps be like? What I liked tonight was as bad as the previous two games were, you, you can't go back and redo them, but the streak didn't get to three. You know, you, you stopped the losing streak at two. They had the two disappointing games about a week and a half ago. They got the uh, shootout loss in Winnipeg where they didn't score shutout again in Minnesota. At least they come back and won the next game. So, I mean, this I'm going to do eight-game segments this year. This one won't be as good as the, the first eight games, but you get some points. You don't get that L3 in the street column. Yeah, and they came in and played a game that they hadn't played in a while. They were consistent from the very beginning of the game. And what... You want as a, a player when you're when you have a, a stinker or a game that you're not happy with, you don't want to go through practice. You don't want to go through meetings. You want to go out and make amends very very quickly. So other again, the schedule to me, I thought benefited the Oilers. They did not play well last night. So let's get back at her tonight and go out and, and be better. And they were. And they're to a man. I, I don't know if there's a single player that you can say that played in the game tonight that didn't have a, a strong game. And it goes from Connor and Leon up at the top all the way down to Granlin. That was the best he's played this year. Uh, Patrick Russell. He couple offensive plays where he looked very, very confident out there. So they responded. And you, you certainly take a good look at a team when things go a little sideways, how they respond. It's easy to be on a winning team, but when things go a little bad, how do you respond? The Oilers responded very well tonight. Yeah, I would have loved to see it yesterday, like I said, yeah. off the top of the show, but but uh, they got it back on track tonight against the Columbus team that, that, that I don't think was sharp, but... There's always two teams out there, so if the other team's not going to mm-hmm. bring it, you, you better jump all over them. Oilers win 4-1 tonight. You can also text us at 630-630, and we'll get to the phone lines in a second here. Davis texting in. He says, hey, Rob, looked like the Oilers had more energy tonight. When you played what was harder, the second game of a back-to-back or the third game of three and four nights? Uh, usually the third game in three or four nights because then you, you just add more travel travel in and when I played we didn't charter a lot so the travel was a lot harder so uh, back-to-back games aren't too bad but most nights I wasn't the guy playing 25 minutes a night so it it probably affects guys like Leon and Connor a little bit more but Three and four was harder. Or when you played in the minors, when we played three and three, that was even way harder because we were bussing to different places. Right. That's a good point. Uh, Proud American Oiler texting in says, Joel Pearson was the difference tonight. He moves the puck better and has better hands than Brandon Manning. And a few people actually uh, writing in about what you thought of uh, Pearson's impact, Rob. I, I thought he played well. And anytime someone comes back in a lineup, the impact is because players get to be slotted where they should be slotted. Uh, Cam Russell, or sorry, Cam Russell, I used to play with him. Chris Russell moved down and played in the third pairing with Benning. Benning Russell are a better pairing than Manning Russ, or than Manning Benning. So all of a sudden, Russell and, and 
bed and give you a very, very strong third pairing. And Pearson looked comfortable. Uh, I don't think there was any point tonight where he said, oh, it looks a little rusty or, you know, a little inexperienced. He looked good. He looked sound. Uh, he looked, it was, it was a very quiet game for him, and that's good coming back. That meant that he was never in any trouble in the game. So I agree. I thought he certainly, his insertion into the lineup made this team better. Oilers win at 4-1. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked right at your table. Celebrate your senses. 780-496-0063. We have Jamie on the line. Jamie, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, The reason why I called is I thought uh, Bear was actually uh, pretty pretty good tonight, like actually exceptional. Um, Although the one, the penalty to give them the five on three was a rough one, they didn't get scored on. But I thought besides that, he was, he played really quick, competitive, and he doesn't, he doesn't waste time back there. He's just, he's on the move and he's making quick plays. And I'm just, so impressed with him and I hope he keeps it going and uh, oh yeah and definitely Joel uh, Pearson I haven't seen much of him but he looked like the same type of thing he was just quickly making plays didn't didn't do anything out of place and I just hope those guys can keep it going for the for the decor there yeah and that's all I got all right well we're gonna finish the play with you sound good yep hang on the line you already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety-eight per day with the promo code JET. That's not all Columbus lost in the offseason. A drive off the post. Pearson off a drop pass, and then Klepbaum wired one and broke the stick of Josh Anderson. All right, Jamie, that one uh, didn't go in. Easy one for you. Has, uh, has Pearson scored yet in the NHL? Yes or no? I'll give you a hint. He gave you. I gotta say no. That is correct. He has yet to pick up a point in the NHL in six games. Stay on the line, okay? Okay. Kellen's gonna get your info because we're gonna throw your name into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at a thousand bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Yeah, I I mean, I thought uh, I thought Pearson had a good game. He's, you know, he blasted that shot away, and he's one of those guys you. I mean, you don't notice him a lot. He seems to be relatively efficient. Unfortunately, he's already battled through a bit of an injury here, and we'll, you know, he's got to hold up through a long NHL schedule. But, yeah, the the way the Oilers' defense was composed tonight. Now, Adam Larson's injured. He's going to come back mm-hmm. at some point, so that's going to be a decision, and that's it's, it's good to have those those hard decisions. But these, these six guys in, in these pairings, that's the best look they have until Larson gets back. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the The third pairing of Russell Benning is a very strong third pairing around the National Hockey League. They, I mean, Benning in this third pairing, every year he's a plus player. You don't usually see that in your third pairing. Uh, having Clefbaum uh, in your second pairing, I mean, Clefbaum's been a first pairing guy for his, most of his time at Edmonton. Now he got moved in the second pairing. He doesn't have to play as tough as minutes against the other team's top players. He looked good, and he makes it comfortable for his partner, Paris, in, in the lineup. And then Bear, who has been thrown into much bigger situations than I think anyone would have imagined come uh, training camp, has been very good. 
and Darnell Nurse, who uh, he still has some detractors in the city, uh, he, he continues to improve. I mean, Darnell Nurse is playing against the other team's top players. He's playing big minutes, and he's doing it while bringing a, a young player along with him. So uh, the Oilers' defense was, was very good tonight. Not a lot of chances for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They will be tested, though in their next game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a much better hockey club, and we'll see how they'll be able to react to it. Yeah, and I thought, Bob, when you guys were talking after the game, it was a good point. Columbus is not as fast as as Detroit, and I mean, Detroit's not having a great year, but they gave the Oilers a lot of issues. I think the Oilers are a faster team overall than last year. Are they a high-end speed team in the NHL? I would still say no. And we'll still see as we go on if that's a, a challenge they can overcome throughout the season. Uh, yeah, and they, just because you're fast doesn't mean you um, got hands to go with with the fast feet or, well, right. or you can think fast enough. A ton of yeah. chances, but they they put a lot of pressure on the Oilers yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, the other, I mean, the Oilers are going to keep finding challenges that they have to face and see if they can can match up. Uh, I think this was a good start for a lot of players tonight who have struggled uh, to start the season. I, uh, they stepped up. I thought they, they played a little more confident. And now that it's funny, only one of the bottom six scored a goal. But now you can't just lump in, well, the bottom six has no goals. And it sounds silly to say that, but it's one less question they got to answer and one less negative question they have to answer in the dressing rooms. So it, they're, the the skilled players are kind of their own group on a team. The the pluggers also their own group. So one of the pluggers tonight was able to break the goose egg, and that's good for the whole group. This texter says uh, this was the first time the Oilers scored first on the road. Yep, good observation, and definitely helped. <laughs> Leon talked about that. Mark says, uh, hey, Reed, does that guy from Boston call anymore? Oh, he does, Mark. You missed him. <laughs> Don't encourage him. You missed, he, you missed he's him the last two games. He's listening right now, guaranteed. <laughs> and Josh in the park says, did you guys see Ethan Bear being on the roster, let alone playing this well? It's really nice to see. No, I nope. didn't. I, Me neither. I mean, he, he got that call up late in the season two years ago when the orders weren't going anywhere. Caleb Jones passed him last year on on the depth chart so i thought well jones is ahead of bear but uh no bear 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 earned it you don't often see that because there are guaranteed contracts in the nhl there are some players that you know training camp doesn't mean a lot i mean sure if you really stink you you might find yourself off the team or or in the minors or something or on waivers but no bear earned his way on i mean the larson injury opened the door for him a bit but you got to perform, and so far he's done it. Yeah, I, I think also when you saw that they were bringing Parison over, and right from day one he was being uh, teamed up with with Clefbaum, you're like, okay, this is what they've got planned. So Bear would be a depth guy at best, but injuries create opportunities, and when you get opportunities, you have to seize them. He has, and he has been very, very good, and now will make different type decisions have to come into play if Larson comes back and this whole group is still healthy. Well, somebody just texted in as you're saying that, Rob, who comes out when Larson comes back? I mean, right now, Benning is the third pairing right D. Yeah, it's true. And it's and here's the good and bad on that. Uh, the bad for, for Benning is he doesn't deserve to come out because of the way he played. The good for the Oilers is you've got a healthy guy that could have a healthy player who should be in the lineup. And we've had a lot of years where... 
they had guys playing in the back end that shouldn't have been in the lineup, but they had no other choice. So the problem with defense in the National Hockey League, because of the the amount of injuries that come into play, it's hard to have the same healthy guys for an entire season. So by the time Larson comes back, something else could happen. Let's hope not. But I never pick a lineup until you have everybody healthy and ready to go. Yeah, but that's going to be interesting to see for sure. 3-2, Washington leading Houston in Game 7 of the World Series as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. If you're looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. In the NHL tonight, the Lightning beat the Devils 7-6 in overtime. Old-time hockey. <laughs> the Blues knocked off the Wild 2-1. Canadians lead the Coyotes 1-0 after the first. Also after one, Avs leading the Panthers 2-1. And early on, L.A. leading Vancouver 1-0. That game is only uh, five and a half minutes old. Jeff Carter scored at 353. NBA today, Raptors beat Houston 125-113. And, oh, Rob, I lost the score for the game. It was game. Houston. <laughs> Houston beat... Uh, Washington. Washington, 159 to 158 in regulation. Yeah, no overtime. 159, 158. And uh, what's the, the guy's name? Harden. James Harden, 59 points on the night. Jeez. Oh, like, the guy on the other team, Washington, had 46. Beal had 46 points in a loss. 159. That is an NBA All-Star game. That's crazy. And uh, Toronto FC is moving on to the MLS final. They beat Atlanta United. 2-1 tonight. So there's your full scoreboard, and we'll keep you updated on the hockey games in progress and uh, the World Series as well. All right, we have Chris from Phoenix calling in tonight. Chris, go ahead. Hey, we're 9-4-1. Who would have thought of that uh, at the start of the year? I uh, just want to say uh, to all my uh, my fellow Edmontonians and Oiler fans, the sky isn't falling. We've had a couple of bad games. It's all good. Well, you're we're saying that because you're in Phoenix where it's sunny and blue sky. Sky's falling was, here. It's it was, freezing it, cold it was, here. It was it was only like seventy five degrees here today. So it was did, cold. It did was you cold have the morning? Did you have to put a pair of jeans on today for a little bit? I, I had to put on a sweater this morning. It was like fifty three <laughs> degrees, so it's kind of chilly. But uh, it, it's it's uh, I, I have faith in this team. Uh, I have uh, when I'm going to actually criticize this team and, and, and judge judge our GM. There's there's been a lot of armchair GMs on Twitter and in a bunch of places. Uh, criticizing, uh, you know, our bottom six. When I'm going to judge how Holland is done, it's going to be next year when he actually has cap space to work with and he actually has some of these contracts that we're, we're wanting to get rid of and they're gone. That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge on, on his performance. As far as, as what we're doing right now, we're doing phenomenal. You know, like I said, we're 9-4-1. Like, we, nobody in their honest, in their honest mind thought that we're going to be this good. So uh, as far as Leon... What is scary for the rest of the NHL is, one, nobody knows about him because they seem to they ignore him and, and, and everything. And two, when this kid actually wants to take over a game and when he, when he gets that killer instinct, it's going to be scary because this, this kid is just, he's just, I think he's just, uh, you know, uh, just the tip of the iceberg. He's, uh, he, he is his problem. It's just amazing. And that's all I have. And, uh, hey, we're 9-4-1. and one. We have another test coming up here against, the pens and if we beat the pens we're 10 4 one so let's go Oilers. thanks chris appreciate it we'll also bring in terry on line two go ahead terry 
Hey, gentlemen, good evening. Um, I think Leon earned a new title tonight. They called him the German Gretzky at one time. I think we should change his name to Grimeski. He reminds me of a uh, sailor used to throw up Messier any time they were down two men, and he played like Messier, and somewhere between Messier and Gretzky tonight. Pretty fabulous game. It was a fun game. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl is take. He scored 50 goals last year, finished fourth yeah. in the National Hockey League, and I think he's playing better this year than last year. Yeah, Grimeski. Call him Leon Grimeski from now on. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> All right, have a good night. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Oilers win 4-1. Back to Columbus. Here's their head coach, Dave Tippett. Ask for maybe a better overall overall recipe regarding start, goaltending, power play, uh, defensive play. Yeah. Just everything seemed to go well tonight. No, we, uh, you know, the players talked about it today. They needed a better start than the other day, and they were uh, they were ready. I thought we had a real good first period. Um, you know, we we uh, were solid in a lot of areas of the, uh, the ice. You know, Pearson coming in gave us a little better, a little more puck moving uh, back there, so it was solid. Um, capitalized on some chances and uh, just a solid win. How about that pass from Mike Smith on the power play goal? Yeah, that's a, I've seen Schmitty do that a few times before. That's that's a good uh, you know it's a good strategy, especially you catch the other team changing or whatever. And and we have some people that 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 quick up can we get a quick attack, so it worked out well for us. So much talent on that power play. I know it was a one for 14 stretch or something like that. It was just a matter of time before they scored again. Right? There's no real worry or concern. About no, but you know, you get you get stale a little bit, you know. So you're, you know, Gully's done a good job of making sure they know different options that we're looking at and, and throwing some quirks into it, so we can uh, we can stay fresh with it. But you can, I mean, the high skill stuff. But you 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 know, everybody scouts well. If you're just doing the same thing all the time, it's uh, it can get. Uh, bogged down but right now I mean they moved the puck well tonight you look uh, the one I don't think was a power play goal I think they gave it uh, just just after but um, you know they if they if they get some openings they can they can they're really dangerous and they can capitalize Dave for you does it just kind of feel like Leon Dreisaitl as the season is progressing is kind of asserting his dominance and asserting his ability to take over hockey uh, I mean, he's a good player for sure. I mean, he's he has an impact on every game. And tonight, you know, obviously everybody sees the goals, but he uh, that five-on-three penalty kill we had was a big part of the game. We took two poor penalties, uh, well, two poor penalties in the second period in the offensive zone. And then Bears he got uh, caught with a high stick. So you you got a team down. You hate to let them back into the game with some poor power, power plays. But uh, um, Drysaw went out and did a heck of a job on the five-on-three, and that, uh, that was a big point in the game for us. All right, there's Dave Tippett. Thanks to EdmontonOilers.com for that audio. The Oilers win 4-1, and he said off the top there, uh, a pretty good first period tonight, and that's certainly our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit AlbertaChiro.com. And uh, we also touched on it. W- wouldn't put this in a in a category of gold for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You saw John Tortorella shaking his head on the bench a few times. They took two too many men on the ice penalties, and uh, I, I really thought that Columbus, they, they didn't seem to really realize there was a game going on until they were down four. Yeah, they didn't play well. They looked sloppy, uh, dumb choices on making plays, uh, wrong positioning, being in the wrong side defensively, offensively. And then obviously the, when you take a too many men on the ice penalty, it's because someone just... Well, somebody screwed up on the bench, and the one, the guy, 
instead of going off the ice and jumping over the boards, he skated eight feet up the ice while the guy beside him was carrying the puck. I mean, it was so obvious. Uh, John Tortorella will not be happy with the performance by his team tonight, especially this is a team that gave up, was it five goals, four or five goals in the last 10 minutes in their last game to, yeah, they, to, to lose. Yeah. So, so they're coming off of a really disappointing loss. They did not play well tonight, but also credit the Edmonton Oilers for coming out and push, putting pressure on them, forcing a lot of those mistakes. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. Steve writes in, he says, I'd like to see Clefbaum use his slap shot more. It drives me nuts when he floats a wrister at the net. Um, y- yes and no. I-, I think that teams are so good nowadays getting into lanes, it's hard to get pucks through. And there's nothing worse, nothing a coach hates more, and the players taking a beating in front of the net hate more, is when the defenseman has the puck on his stick and he doesn't get the puck to the net. I think what Clefbaum's trying to do, when, when he winds up for a big slap shot, that mean, that gives the defender a little bit more time to get into his lane. And that means the puck's not getting through. So he's trying to change angles and quickly get pucks on net. Clefbaum actually has a pretty good one-timer. They didn't get that set up as much tonight. When the puck on the power play is with McDavid or Dreisaitl on their side, that means the puck goes to Clefbaum. He's got to turn his body, and that's when he takes wrist shots because he doesn't have time to take the slap shot. And they didn't set it up enough from the other side. I love the slap shot. I think he's got an absolute bomb. Mm-hmm. But teams do a really good job. Just like Dave Tippett talked about, video on teams. They know what their strengths are. They try to take those away. They're taking his slap shot away, making forcing him just to throw wrist shots and he's usually pretty good on it but still it doesn't have the same power behind it Oilers take it 4-1 tonight World Series game 7 top of the 8th Nationals leading Houston 3-2 Ryan in Calgary writes in whatever happened to the passion after you score a goal it just doesn't exist with the Oilers anymore Neil and Dreisaitl are perfect examples of that show some hype and get the players excited well it depends when the game is the the goal is scored it depends who scored it and depends the importance of the goal. Um, we've seen McDavid score goals during the season that more or less just like yeah, little fist pump. And then we see when he scores a goal at an important time, such as the other night when he well, tied it up late. Vancouver goal. Yeah, yeah. And, he went, and, he, and he went crazy. Leon Dreisaitl, even when he scored I mean, 50, he, he's not a, a really emotional player. So he doesn't really put a lot into it. Jujar Kara looked pretty excited tonight when he scored his goal. Um players are a little more subdued. You don't see guys throwing their glove up in the air and shooting it like Timo Solani did. But uh, guys are just a little more subdued now than they were years ago. All right. Uh, more post-game reaction. Plenty of time to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. The Oilers' next game, I want to let you know what's going on on Saturday. 9.30 face-off show. 11 o'clock game start. Oilers and Penguins. We'll uh, wrap up the hockey game, then we'll take you straight to Regina for the 2 o'clock kickoff between the Eskimos and the Rough Riders. Quarterback Trevor Harris not expected to play that game. Of course, Edmonton's locked into the standings. It's a huge game, though, for the Rough Riders because they clinch first in the West, get the home playoff game and the bye if they win. So that's a big Saturday to look forward to here on 6.30 Chet. We will call a quick timeout for the 9 o'clock news. You'll hear from Oscar Clefbaum from Jujar Kara as we roll along. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers win it 4-1 tonight.
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bjorkstrand able to pick it up for the left half board shot for the point. The save made by Smith from long range against Gavrikov, and the Oilers able to clear. Mike Smith, the winning goaltender tonight. That's his save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize the final. Oilers 4, Columbus 1. James Neal scored on the power play 9-11 into the first at 17-02. Just as a Columbus penalty expired, Dreisaitl got his 11th of the season early in the second period. Minute 20 in, Kara gets his first of the year. And then at 4:56, Dreisaitl scores again, 2-on-1 with Cassian. His 12th, Wierenski, the only goal for Columbus at 6:55 of the second period. Corpusalo started for Columbus, got pulled. Four goals on 12 shots. Elvis Merzlikens went the rest of the way, stopped all 19 pucks. He, he faced, so the Oilers take it 4-1. They are 9-4-1 on the season. Dreisaitl leads the NHL in goal scoring. That is your quick game summary. You can call us at 780-496-0063. You can also text us at 630-630. This texter says, would like to know your thoughts on McDavid's play this season. Seems to be passing off a lot doesn't seem to be quite McDavid. Yes, I know he has a lot of points, but just curious. Um, I mean, still pretty good. He's on pace for, for the best season of his career, and that was after having the best season of his career last year. Uh, he's been good. I, I mean, to me, uh, there's been a couple nights that he hasn't been Connor McDavid, but for the most part he has, and I don't see any drop-off in his play. I think... Uh, he, I think sometimes he passes off because he's got a guy that scored 50 goals playing with him on one wing. Tonight there was chances that he was trying to get other guys into the offense. You and I talked about it when he was double shifting, playing with Granlin and Russell, trying to find some a little bit of confidence for those players. But I think Connor McDavid has been exceptional the entire season, and I see no need to to worry about uh, about Connor or his game. Top of the eighth, now 4-2, Washington leading Houston. Patrick Russell is in that group of players who have to score more often than they have been. Having said that, he continues to impress me. He's really fitting in. He plays in the straight line. He knows who he is, and he had a couple of scoring chances tonight. Yeah, a really nice scoring chance. And you were the one that pointed out he went one-on-one against Seth Jones and beat him, took him, went right around him, walked in, made a really nice move. Uh, on the goaltender. It was a nice save. Uh, he, to me, he's been good every time he's played. Now, in the bottom six, they want goal scoring. He's not a guy that has the resume of some of the other players. There's, there's a number of guys that have had double digits in the National Hockey League. He's been a, a career minor leaguer that's just getting his first shot. He's doing, and, and I say this every time I watch him play, he plays each and every game as though it might be his last because he knows what it's like to be a guy that gets sent to the minors. He knows what it's like to be a guy to go to the press box. He does not feel entitled. He is appreciative of his chance to play up here. And again, I thought he had another excellent game today. I, I, got, I got to wrap up this uh, point here because it, it was a controversial moment in the baseball game yesterday, the, the Trey Turner interference play, and then Martinez got ejected for arguing. So uh, an umpire that I know got in touch with me and said that the interference call was 100% the right call, actually sent me the uh, the portion of the rule book. 
and it says that if a runner is running the entire distance from home to first outside of the running lane, he will not be protected if he interferes with a play at first, even if his last stride takes him to the base. So Turner stayed on the infield mm-hmm. side, the fair, the fair side of the white line, the whole way, and because of that, he's he's ruled to be guilty of interference. So you got to get to the other side of the line. Um, yeah, I mean, that, if if that's what the the rule the is, last I didn't half know what the rule the distance was. In that box, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they have that long rectangle. You got to be in that while you're going to first. I still don't think Dave Martinez agrees with that. <laughs> no, he probably <laughs> he probably never will. And I, I, I'm glad he, I'm glad he sent me that because sometimes there are rare plays like that in a lot of sports where you don't know the rule or you common sense you think well, he didn't interfere because he's stepping toward the bag. But if you so he so if he, he ran on the fair side of the line the entire 90 feet to first base and then he's still guilty of interference even though he's stepping on the bag with his uh, with his last step. So even though the throw I mean the the throw and that's what I thought the throw went into him. Mm-hmm. So if he's coming at the bag from the foul side of the white line... And the throw goes into him, he's safe. He's safe. Yeah. Then it's just a bad throw. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned something today. Yep, yeah, see, an umpire taught us something. <laughs> Oilers win at 4-1 over Columbus. Here's defenseman Oscar Clefbaum. It seemed like it was just... I know it was a little of a slump, but did you see a matter of time before you guys got back on the power play? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, it's it's very important that we paint the same picture. I know we have a lot of potential and we... We know we have a good power play, but some nights it's, it's not going to bounce bounce our way. So if we just stick with it, we're going to get rewarded. And tonight was one of those nights that got us uh, a couple of big goals there. So, But I think this is a good team effort, uh, a solid road game, uh, a good way we bounced, bounced back for, from the Detroit game here. And that's, uh, that's big for our team. They described that pass from Mike Smith all the way down the ice. <laughs> He's probably better with the puck than I am. So it's just, <laughs> it's good to have a, good to have him in the back there, especially in the power play, uh, going down for pucks. Uh, when I go back for pucks, he can uh, he have his eyes up, so he can make the play if he's if he feel confident, and, and obviously I feel confident uh, with him handling the puck. So it's a big asset for us, and we want to continue uh, involve him in our in our game. You guys are six and zero when scoring first, so obviously you don't have to say how important that is for you guys. To, what is it about getting the lead, and how, why you guys are so comfortable playing with the leaders? Um, first off, I think we got to learn to to be ready from the start. Uh, when we were ready from the start, we were a tough team to beat, and, and especially when we got that first goal. Um, today, I think we, we played a really good first period, and, and we're a tough team to play against when we got a good start. Um, like I said, this is a solid road game, and hopefully we can build off this and, and, and get two points in Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked about the power play already, but James Neal now leads the league in power play goals with eight. Talk about the contributions from number 18, especially on the man advantage when you guys need it most. Yeah, we've got to find a way to, to score some goals here, and he, he's been helping us a lot. Um, he's very confident right now, and, and, and it's very fun to have him on the ice. Um, He's going to be a, be a very important piece for us because the power play today is the special teams are so important for for teams who who is going to make the playoffs, especially in the playoffs too. So uh, he's a big piece in our group, and we hopefully we can build off and and, and even improve. Uh, we can always be better and do stuff better, but I think we're on a good way here. All right, that's Oscar Clefbaum of the Edmonton Oilers plus two tonight plays twenty seven ten. He had. 11 shot attempts, five shots on goal, six of his shots were blocked. They were their slap shots. That's why he changed to the wrist shot. Right. 
well, yeah, like you said, you get them through a little quicker. Oilers now 6-0 and when scoring the first goal. So hopefully that's a trend that continues. Well, Not the, just the winning, but scoring first is nice. Well, start with playing well to start with. And then the scoring first will come after that. The Oilers haven't deserved to score for first in most of the games they've played because they've come out slow. Tonight they were much better out of the gate. They got the lead, they built on the lead, and then coasted home to a victory. This texter writes in, any chance Yamamoto gets the call up anytime soon or better off playing well in Bakersfield for a season? I, I don't see him getting called up unless there's injuries, unless they, they run out of players up here. Uh, let him play, let him play well down there, let him get a lot of ice time, uh, and then wait and see. Uh, right now, the Oilers, with the record they have, with their number of bottom six guys they have up here already, I mean, they still have guys on the, the injured reserve that are going to come back as well. There's not a need for him yet. Let him go down and play well, and when he comes up, hopefully he'll be at the point where he comes up, plays, and then he starts his National Hockey League career. Yamamoto and the Bakersfield Condors played a, a morning game, an 11 a.m. start in San Jose today. They lost 5 nothing in that one. All right, so here's the question we've been asking after every game. <laughs> who's, who's the goaltender on Saturday? Um... Uh, ooh, that, that is a tough one. I mean, they both have played very well as of late. What? Who's played more now? Well, this was Smith's seventh... Pardon me, this was his eighth start. Koskinen has six starts, but seven appearances because he came in in relief that one game. Uh, I'd go with Koskinen then. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They both have played very well. Uh, but just, yeah, I'd probably go with Koskinen. Koskinen, to me, has been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. The, the the thing that Smith adds, and we saw that tonight, he adds the ability to uh, move the puck. That Koskinen, I don't care how much he tr- works on it, is never going to be Mike Smith-like. Right. Mike Smith, the first goal that the Oilers scored tonight was because of Mike Smith's playmaking ability. Oilers win 4-1 in Columbus. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. We're back after the break. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Time to advance your career. The needs of business and the technology that drives it are constantly changing. Employees are being asked to do more with less and keep up with the latest tools and trends. Nate's continuing education fall certificates and courses are designed to meet your specific needs. Build skills to advance your career, enhance existing knowledge through professional development workshops, or just take a course for fun. Nate's flexible learning options fit your schedule, learning preference, and desired outcome. Enroll today for fall classes at nate.ca It's game on at City Ford. Your coach at City Ford has teamed up to get you amazing exclusive offers on the new Ford lineup. And get a winter performance package, including tires, rims, and sensors on most models. Find excellent finance rates on 2019 cars and trucks. And exclusive to City Ford, Air Miles Reward Miles. Plus, you can spin and win a gas card, an iPad, or even a trip for two to Las Vegas or Mexico. Gear up and perform this winter with City Ford on the St. Albert Trail. Grant again from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. You're in pain. You hurt yourself. Obviously, no fun whatsoever. And there's so many choices out there. You can go for a massage to a chiropractor or a local physio down the street. How do you know where to go? Some will ask friends, their physician, or even Dr. Google. Why not come over to Leading Edge Physiotherapy? Hey, they're likely to suggest us anyway. We're here to assess your problem, diagnose it, teach you about it, and then we have the people, technology, and the atmosphere to live up to our name and make sure life doesn't hurt. We can't fix everyone, but we promise we'll try our best. LeadingEdgePhysio.com. 
Hi again, everybody. Can't help but notice, right, how quickly our wonderful city just keeps growing and changing. More work coming on the ever-so-busy Yellowhead, I know. And it'll change how you get to Cougar Paint and Collision. See, we're at 88th Street, the Yellowhead. And the best way to find us? Off 97th Street or 82nd Street at 125th A Avenue. That's the surface road just north of the Yellowhead. And you'll find us the best dime body shop around. Family owned since 1983. Cougar Paint and Collision. Good people to do business with. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Earn a power play opportunity. Down the right-hand side, Nugent Hopkins. Wrist shot off the rush, save, rebound, score! It might have glanced off a skate and in, but Nugent Hopkins put it into a dangerous area, and when Corpusalo failed to control the rebound... That goal credited to Jujar Kara. He gets his first of the season, helping the Oilers win 4-1 in Columbus. Here he is. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice weight on off your shoulders for sure. I mean, um, I mean, it's been 14 games, and uh, I can tell you one thing: I've thought about it every single day. So it's one of those things. Now it's something to build off. I mean, it's one game, and uh, we just got to keep going. That's how it's going to come, though. It's going to come, you know, greasy. Go to the net, right. bang it in. Right, especially with uh, playing with gags and, and nudes there. You know, they're skilled. They make those plays outside. I have to find my spot in front of the net and, uh, you know, whack and just uh, be a bad goalie. And, uh, you know, today it worked out, and hopefully there's more to come. How big was this win for you guys? I know you, you didn't necessarily like the way you guys played last night in, in Detroit. Come back here with a good effort tonight. Yeah, it was it was huge for us. We weren't happy at all at our, at our start. and. Uh, you know, I think we did a 180 today. We had a great start, and then we uh, played solid defensively throughout. Um, you know, I still think yesterday could have gone either way. I mean, it's one of those things. But, uh, you know, we answered the bell, and uh, now we just have to consistently play like that. Juju, after you scored, uh, we saw the replay of the celebration on the bench. The guys were really happy for you. Costin patted your head about five times. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, take us to the celebration on the bench. Yeah, it's uh, you know that that was probably the best part of it. Um, you know, I think anybody on the bench is happy for for everyone that. Uh, you know, helps out in any way, and uh, today I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to get a goal, and uh, you know, the, my teammates were were happy, and I mean, I can't ask for much more, but um, other than showing support back, so yeah. All right, Dujar Kara, happy to get that goal. The Oilers happy to get the win. They are nine four and one on the season, four three and one on the road. Another game coming up away from home against Pittsburgh on Saturday. Rob, you have some news about a guy who was briefly with the Oilers last year on a PTO. Well, yeah, well, Scotty Upshaw tried tried out with the Oilers last year, and, I mean, from what we hear, was going to be the guy that was going to play here. His injury during training camp opened up a spot for Alex Chason, who went on to have a career year, but Scotty Upshaw missed all of last year, an Alberta boy who's just recently signed in the Swiss League. Keep his hockey career going with an option to get out at Christmas to join Team Canada for the Spengler Cup. Oh, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good for him. He wants to keep on playing. Don't blame him. There's, I mean, when when you stop playing, they all of a sudden have chores for you at home. Got to do laundry. Got to do the dishes. Got to cut the lawn. Things like that. Didn't have to do that when he played. All of a sudden, the honey to-do list just got longer and longer. <laughs> so he'll play forever. Uh, you know what? I, I, I appreciate a couple questions about stats on uh, a little more... Uh, detailed stats on the text line, guys. 
I, I'm going to have to look those up because I, I uh, like Darren wants to know if either Smith or uh, Costin has a winning record in afternoon games. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do all that typing in the background. So Darren, I'm sure Darren, someone out there knows so, that. Yeah, Darren, Darren or, I'll, or I'll try to look it up for the broadcast. On uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. That. You think I would have that stored away, but I. Well, you know who. I do not. You know Boston who will know that. Played a lot. You know who will know that. Bob they, will know. Well, Bob, yeah, Bob knows. Yeah, but also the coaching staff will know. They'll certainly know that, and that'll go. I mean, if there's one that's got a huge discrepancy over the other, sure. that would go into a long way to decide who plays in the afternoon game. All right, so the Oilers get a 4-1 win uh, over the Blue Jackets. Uh, if you missed this earlier, a pretty good November record, 9-4-1, fourth time in team history. They have won nine games in October. They have never won 10. The last time they did it was, uh, you know, one where they also went 9-4-1. Well, here's something I did look up on the fly during mm-hmm. the game when Leon got two goals still with 20, uh, 35 minutes left in the game. The last time two Oilers... Two different Oilers got hat tricks in the month of October because Neil had one earlier. Mm-hmm. Leon didn't quite get there today, so this remains intact. October of 1996 hat tricks from Ryan Smith and Rem Murray. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I would have probably guessed Ryan Smith. I got to be honest with you. You could have given me, you might have been able to give me initials <laughs> RM, and I wouldn't have guessed Rem Murray. Richard Matvichuk never played for the Oilers, <laughs> though he is, uh, isn't he from, is it Fort Sask he's from? He's from around here. I played yeah. with Matty in, in the minors and a little bit in Dallas. Great guy. All right, Oilers win uh, 4-1 tonight. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a couple of assists. I mean, Leon was asked about uh, Nugent Hopkins' uh, play. So Nugent Hopkins now with a goal and eight assists for nine points in 14 games. Uh, he is shooting the puck. He had six shots yesterday. What did he, What is his final tally today? Uh, three more shots today for Nugent Hopkins, who came into this game with a shooting percentage of 3.6. So that'll drop probably to 3.3 or 3.2. So, I mean, earlier in the season, you talk about, well, what's sustainable? Nuge only scoring on 3% of his shots isn't sustainable. I no, think gonna, he's going to start finding the net. He, he will. Things will work out with him. I mean... He'll he'll have probably about seven eight power play goals by the end of the season as well. I, but he did he had a strong game today, and I mean he's playing with uh, Kara and Gagne. He's having to drag them along with them, and that line was very very good today. There was a, a change up front as well. Yurcho went in, or nope. pardon me, Yurcho came out. Granlund came in, and you know we've been hoping for a little more for Granlund. Got up to sixteen oh six of ice time tonight. Oh, but we didn't even talk about Riley Shane by the way. And uh, there was no update from Tippett. He took a body check from Pierre-Luc Dubois in the first period, went to the bench, and then eventually left to the dressing room, did not return to the game. So I imagine they don't practice tomorrow. Maybe we'll know more on Friday. Yeah, hopefully it's a short-term thing. But I mean, Dubois is a big man, and that was a message-sending check because the team was sluggish. They'd fallen behind by two. He went out to to try and create a little bit of emotion, and unfortunately, Shane was the guy that was on the end of that emotional check. He didn't come back. Hopefully, it's nothing but uh, precautionary, and we see him back very soon. All right, so the Oilers' day off tomorrow. They will practice on Friday. It is into the ninth inning in Game 7 of the World Series, top of the ninth, Washington batting with a 4-2 lead. So they're going to try to maybe add to their lead and then finish it off. If they do, that would be 
all seven games won by the road team in the World Series. And Rob thinks I've now jinxed it because I brought it up. Well, I'm no, but I'm, so, I'm actually about. sad for that because, I mean, all these people in both cities, Washington and Houston, paid really good money to go watch their home team play. And none of the, t- none of the fans in either city is going to see their team win a game. Like, that is, that's depressing. I mean, I'd rather it came down to Game 7 and both teams have won three on home and home field, and then, you know what, anyone can have Game 7. So I feel for these poor rich people that had to pay a lot of money to go see these World Series games. You're a sensitive man, Rob Brown. Very. Oilers win at 4-1 over Columbus. You can get more on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio operator this evening. Stoffer will have... Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. And speaking of baseball, Albertan Atlanta Braves pitcher Mike Soraka will join me on the show. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. and fundraising every day at the Canadian Brew House. We offer many tiers to help raise funds for your team. From sit-down dinners to cocktail parties and silent auctions, the CBH is the perfect lively location for the fun you want and the funds you need to raise. We also cater so we can bring the party to you. Simply contact your favorite CBH location for menus and fundraising packages or visit online at thecanadianbrewhouse.com. Fantastic scoring play by the Ascended Financial team. Let's see that instant replay, Bob. Look at those Ascended Financial pros deking out Ryan's money problems, body checking his retirement worries, and there he is reaching his goal. Ryan's got financial security. Ascended Financial made it happen. I'm Jason Lowe, founder of Ascendant Financial. We can help you discover how dividend-paying whole life insurance can help you spend your life living. When the name of game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Isn't that good? Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. Life is a lot like the game of hockey. Sometimes you win, sometimes you score, and sometimes you crash into the boards. In life, just like in hockey, you put your body through a lot. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. One in three Albertans will hurt this year, and your chiropractor is specifically trained to help everything from a midseason neck strain to a playoff foot sprain. Don't let pain get in the way of you scoring your goals. Visit albertachiro.com for more information. Edmonton Trailer, proudly serving the Alberta transportation industry for over 20 years and helping to drive business forward with their three full-service dealerships in Edmonton, Grand Prairie, and Whitecourt. With flexible rentals and a full selection of new and used semi-trailers, Edmonton Trailer has customized solutions ready to roll out today. Plus, customized truck and tank rig-ups, a huge selection of parts, and over 30 service bays to ensure your trailer is ready to work. Find the Edmonton Trailer near you today at edmontontrailer.com. It's out there, everywhere, lurking around the next corner, or creeping up right behind you. Uncertainty can be scary, but not if you're prepared for it. Have the peace of mind that you'll weather anything the future holds by having complete control over the use and liquidity of your money by becoming your own banker with help from McGuire Financial. Create sustainable financial growth, maintain secure savings and investments, all while having the freedom to finance anything the future brings. McGuireFinancial.ca 
highest standards of broadcasting. It's what we strive for every minute of the day. To live up to your expectations is our goal, our obligation. And as members of the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council, our promise is to be accountable to you, our listeners. Have a comment to make about our programming? Visit cbsc.com to find information on the council and its codes. A message from the Canadian Association of Broadcasters and 630 Chad.